Let me paint a picture for you. I'm an AP Gov class taking a political beliefs test where on the board is a scale from 10 to 50, where 10 is the most radically liberal and 50 was radically conservative. I'd gotten a score of 24, which was the lowest in the class. We laughed about it and I'm jokingly called a hippie. The teasing didn't bother me. The few times I'd expressed my full beliefs before, I was teased too. At some point, I'd gotten numb to it. That was until later I had heard from a friend who said that he too got a low score but was being made fun of by his friends for it. This was one of the first times he had expressed an opinion that was other than the usual moderately liberal opinion set in class. Then, in what seems to me like self-defense, he responded that he probably ended up writing more liberal answers than what he actually believed. I wondered to myself, why did he do this? Why did he get teased for being a couple points lower than his friends, and why were people boasting off their higher scores as if it was a higher score on a test? And trust me, where I'm from, test scores could be a reflection on you as a person. Just like test scores, their political scores were a source of pride for them. Hey guys, my name is Courtney and I go to Pinewood School, and today I'm going to be talking about my experiences in AP Gov and more broadly about how being socially progressive and expressing your beliefs is frowned upon in a classroom environment. AP Government, or Advanced Placement U.S. Government, is a class where we learn the history of our country's politics as well as the historical cases that built our current system. In my class, we are encouraged to debate. Debates can lead to some pretty interesting food for thought. For context, I live in the Silicon Valley and go to a private school in Los Altos Hills. Most of the students could be considered to be in the upper middle to upper class. This socioeconomic status creates an interesting dynamic politically. Being from the Bay Area, it is more common to have at least moderately liberal views, and therefore it's acceptable and not radical to say something along the lines of, wow, homophobia sure is bad. On the other hand, going to a private school where the general population is wealthy leads to the common phrase of, I'm socially liberal but fiscally conservative. Growing up in wealth and not fully understanding politics, can't say I'm an expert either, we learn to get political beliefs from our parents. Therefore, it's not too uncommon to hear someone say that poverty is sad but believe that Reaganomics will work. When I expressed my distaste with this sentiment, I was called a socialist. But who can blame them? Do this divide in class, opinions are watered down. People try to avoid being the outlier by giving wishy-washy opinions that can appeal to both sides so that everyone is happy. Confronting people on their beliefs makes people uncomfortable, so they don't do it. Allow me to explain. Because of the area that we are from, people from my school have an understanding that bigotry is wrong and should not be acceptable. But when the conversation is about to go anywhere further, for example, how not taking gender identities seriously actually hurts transgender people, or how police brutality affects minorities due to systemic racism, that's where the conversation is cut short. I know this because I have tried to take the conversation further once upon a time. I'm reminded of a time where I was in the classroom and we were encouraged to discuss the legacy of Christopher Columbus in America. I had my own opinions of him, which were something along the lines of why glorify him further by continuing to allow him his own holiday or statues. The other kids in my class agreed that he came with the baggage of horrible things done to the Native American people, but when it came to denouncing him and saying his legacy was an overall negative, that was where the split occurred. Things said in class were, 
Yes, because of him, other people came to colonize the Americas and hurt those people, but if it wasn't him, it would have been someone else. He did still find America, so that's why we should keep the holiday. Where I'm from, it's common to acknowledge the issues, but it's not acceptable to take the conversation to anywhere where we could be the potential problem. Acknowledging our privilege is something that we evidently struggle with. It's tough to admit that, yes, due to the nature of how I was born, I innately will have it easier than others. Most of us in class come from a background of privilege, where we can afford to not think about politics because it doesn't directly affect us. For the privileged, engaging in politics is something akin to a hobby. Differences in political beliefs could be seen as fun, as opposed to a direct effect on one's livelihood. People don't take their liberal social beliefs any further than acknowledgement for the simple fact that they don't have to. As a white member of the upper middle class, I have the option of saying, oh, I'm not interested in politics. But that's not the case for everyone. Some people have to be engaged in politics in order to stand up against the system that intends to hurt them. So when I'm leaning back in my chair during AP government, hearing the discussion go in circles through hesitant opinions that try to be agreeable to both sides, I think to myself, maybe this time I'll say something. I think we should feel more comfortable voicing our opinions. If you feel passionately about something, you should say it. I'm working on that myself.